0: Today we have an old friend of Regen, Pastor Bernard, and his wife Kim with us today, and the scripture reading for the sermon will be from Isaiah 7, 10 through 16. If you'd like to follow along in our Pew Bibles, this is on page 572. Um, We'll do the scripture reading, and then we will light our last Advent candle. This is Isaiah 7, 10 through 16. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. This is the word of the Lord. Today we light our last Advent candle to symbolize Jesus the one light in the darkness, our savior king, who came to save and set us free. The angel of the Lord told Joseph in Matthew 1, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God always knew the plan in his great love story. We needed a savior, divine and perfect, arriving as a vulnerable human baby who would eat and walk among us, teaching and healing, taking our sufferings and sins on himself all the way to the cross. God sent his son from heaven to earth for the mission of the cross. We remember that Jesus came and he is returning. Because of him, we can have joy in our sufferings, peace in uncertainty, faith over fear, Grace, because we've been forgiven. We are set free to be in his love.
1: Pray with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, how we do praise you, we honor you, and we thank you, Lord, for allowing us this opportunity that we could stand before your people and break for them the bread of life. Dear God, this Christmas morning we give you thanks and we give you praise. Dear Lord, we praised you for being a good God. In fact, Lord, if we were to admit it, you've been better to us than we decided to be to ourselves. And dear God, for that we thank you. Lord, we thank you for sending your son to this lost and dying world. Dear God, we thank you, Lord, because when nothing else would help, When nothing else would do, God, you sent your son, and you sent him to save us. You sent him to put an end to the story, and you sent him to end all fear. So, dear God, we thank you. Dear Lord, we praise you this morning, and we pray that you would use us for your glory. Lord, we don't preach for fame or fortune. But Lord, we preach, Lord, that in the end, someone may be saved. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you would do your regenerating work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I'm from a, well, my background is Noisy Church. Yeah, yeah, church, church could never, you, you could never make enough noise at church. So if you would, just put those hands together and tell God, thank you. <laughs> a little secret about me this Christmas morning, and if you go out here and repeat it, I'll swear before God that you are telling a lie. A little secret about me, don't repeat it outside these walls. I am a black Baptist preacher, a little secret about me. Uh, and, and, and the thing with that is when we're up here doing our thing, if people don't, out there don't say amen, we think we're up here doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, so help me out this morning. <laughs> help me out this morning. Look, I, I, I won't be before you long because I know we got to get home and put on matching pajamas. So uh, I won't be before you long. Just give me about 15 minutes of your time. I'd like to thank my friend, my good friend, and my brother, Pastor Albert, for inviting me. Albert took a fine day to have the day off. Yeah, a fine day. (laughs) But from Stephanie's reading this morning, we know that we are ending the season of Advent. And Advent... We want to just talk about the end of the story, and in particular, uh, the end of fear. Advent is a season of longing. Advent is a season of anticipation, and Advent is a season of waiting. We live in a world that is longing for answers, We live in a world that is anticipating good news from any source. And we live in a world that may not know it, but it's waiting on something or someone to come save us all. We are anticipating on something or somebody to bring us an end of all fear. Well, the other day I received a missed call. And they left me a voicemail. And when I listened to the voicemail, it was a lady, and she simply said, this is the Kaiser radiation department. Call us back when you receive this message. You could imagine where my mind went. Kaiser radiation department. I don't know about you, but I automatically think the worst. Whatever the worst may look like, whatever the worst is, I thought it. I called the number back, only to get a voicemail. And the voicemail said, you reached the Kaiser Radiation Department. Our office hours are from 9 to 5, Mondays through Fridays. We're closed on Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays. You see, I received a call the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I thought to myself, why would they call me today knowing if I called them back, they weren't going to answer? I thought that. Anyway, I had to sit with the fear of not knowing what in the world Kaiser Radiation Department wanted with me until Monday. Well, I called that Monday and they told me that the doctor had scheduled me for a vascular ultrasound and I needed to make an appointment to make that happen. Well, I scheduled that appointment and I went in the other day for my ultrasound. And needless to say, I was scared of getting the results back. I didn't know what the results would be or what would be needed. And I'm not telling you this story to gain any sympathy. Uh, I'm telling you because I was scared. I'm saying this because I live with the fear of receiving bad results. Uh, It's just me. uh, The doctor scares me anyway. The doctor scares me anyway and for some reason I just keep going back. I'm longing for that day to come when I don't have to worry about receiving bad results. I'm waiting for a day when I don't have to live in fear of a phone call from Kaiser Radiation Department. And if you're anything like me, you are waiting for that day for end of all the fear we face. I don't know, but I I think it's to say we're all waiting for end of fear. This is the hope we have in the scripture from Isaiah 7, chapter 10 through 16. Now, if we use this simply as a prophecy of the virgin birth of Jesus, we would miss the real message of this text. You see, Isaiah is dealing with Two kings here who are both competing for power. It's the king of Syria and the king of Israel, but the Lord, the Lord has, both of them will come to realize that the Lord has the ultimate power. We see where the people could be in fear because they're uncertain what will happen between these two competing kings. The people, Are in fear. And in this passage, it talks about the sign of the Lord coming. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. It's the promise that God will give us all an end to fear. What's going on here is the word of the Lord has been delivered and promises to give Ahaz the king of Israel a visible sign and Ahaz he could he could ask for anything he could ask for anything possible or impossible Ahaz could ask for anything and but Ahaz he's already called Assyria to his aid and he declines the Lord's offer And what God does here is God gives a sign. Since Ahaz doesn't want one, since Ahaz has already called Assyria to his rescue, what God does is he gives a sign to the whole of Israel. And this sign was fulfilled ultimately in the birth of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is God coming In human flesh. He's God in human flesh. He's the word of the Lord made flesh. He is the visible sign that the Lord will give us an end to fear. And Jesus promises us an end to our fears if we trust in him and his authority and not man's authority. We don't have to be afraid of the results that come from the doctor. If we trust him, we won't have to fear phone calls or bell smells that are left for us if we just trust in him. When the Lord comes, the fear of all unknown will be gone. And hallelujah, the Lord has come. Joy to the world. We just got to sing a joy to the world. The Lord is come. Jesus is the son of the living God. And he brings an end to all fear. And all the fear that the people are facing will be no more. Jesus is the son of the living God. Jesus brings us the assurance. The assurance of hope and the promises of the kingdom of God. It's Jesus who can bring an end to fear. Because with Jesus comes Ultimate peace. Regardless of Ahaz's unbelief, what God does is He graciously delivered Israel from her enemies, just like He will deliver us from all of our fears. Jesus will bring an end to fear and the beginning of peace. So, so today, as we face the unknown, so today, as we face our fears. So today, let us trust in the God who knows all things. He he knows our future and he knows our results. Let's put our faith in Jesus. Let's put our faith into one who brings the end to all fear. Because we, we serve a Savior who gives us an end to all fear. We serve a Savior who brings us the ultimate hope in the midst of our fears and anxieties. So, so, so take heart, my friends. The Lord is here to give you ultimate peace. He'll never leave nor forsake you. So, so don't be fearful because the end of fear is coming. Don't be fearful because the end of fear is here. In the meantime, what we could do is we could believe in the promises that God has made for us and we can trust in him. Even when everything in this world is out of place and chaotic, we are promised that one day Jesus, the son of the most high will come. And when he comes, it will be the end of all of our fears. So the next time you are in the midst of fear, the next time you are in the midst of uncertainty, the next time you get a voicemail from Kaiser's radiation department, have no fear, have no fear because Jesus has come to give us ultimate peace. He is the answer to all of our fears. Let's pray. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you. Dear Lord, for coming into this world and bringing an end to all fear. Lord, we thank you because you promised us. You are Emmanuel. You are God with us. And we thank you, dear Lord, that you've come to give us ultimate peace. In the midst of our fears, in the midst of all our anxieties, God, you come to give us ultimate peace. So we do thank you, God. And Lord, if there was anyone here that does not know you, we pray that this morning that they got a proper introduction. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would do your regenerating work and exchange that heart of stone for a heart of flesh. We pray, Lord, that you would save them in the stillness and quietness of their heart. In Jesus' name. Then, dear Lord, those of us that know you, we pray that something was said this morning, that we would be brighter lights. We pray that something was said, that we would be saltier salt. Lord, that Your love would shine so in us, through us, that people would notice, and they would come asking, what must I do that I might be saved also? We thank you, dear Lord. We give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Thank you, God, amen. Amen. is now communion time and communion is seen as a representation of Jesus' death and his resurrection and it signifies the end of fear for all it serves to remind us that Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins and making it possible for us to be forgiven and have a new start As such, communion represents freedom from fear and death and judgment. And it implies that this judgment has already been paid for. In addition to communion being a sign of freedom from fear, we also use it as a reminder of the power and grace in our lives. It's a direct reminder that Jesus is greater than any fear or any challenge we may have or face. As Jesus has given his life for us, we can be sure that he will continue to support and guide us through all our fears and difficulties. And finally, communion is a reminder of the strength of God's love. It serves as a powerful reminder, despite our failures and our moments of fear, God still loves us and he's willing to comfort us with his peace. The Lord Jesus On the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples, his friends around the table, and he said, take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. And they did eat together. And after that, he took a cup and he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. I want you to drink all of it. And they did, they drank it together. And as often as we eat the bread and drink the cup, we do publicly proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And if that is something you can proclaim this morning, you are welcome. And if it's something you can't proclaim this morning, we wouldn't want you to do anything that was not authentic to you. So we ask that while the rest of us commune that You sit and you pray and you ask the Lord, how will he commune with you? These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Blessed be the God.